Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which aims to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. A warm welcome to you this Tuesday, and thanks for tuning in. Bishop Dag will continue to teach on the importance of the heart when it comes to serving and loving God and others. Today's message serves as an in-depth study of the heart, and Bishop Dag will detail the nine types of heart that every believer must strive to have in order to do well in the faith and ministry. This message will encourage you to work on your heart so that you can develop a spiritually healthy heart in order to accomplish much for the Lord. Enjoy the word. And lead me to the 
somebody to talk to about a fault of mine I had carried around for so very long I couldn't share it with just anybody cause anybody anybody wouldn't understand me and when I couldn't talk with you that's when I felt all alone oh see I know I know that you love me but sometimes you don't know loving shepherd how many of you when she was singing you thought about somebody who was a loving shepherd to you I was thinking about it amen one more time one more time for the concert singers please put your hands together amen
Can I have an amen? It's time for the word of God. Um, but before, before that, I, want, I wanted to share something with you. Um, I was recently blessed to be with our prophet in Manila in the Philippines. And um, after every service, or at the end of every service, he prayed for the sick. And we have a few testimonies which they sent me from the church. It's called Cathedral of Praise um, in Manila. And I thought I'll share just a few of them with you before the, the sermon comes. What do you think? So video team, go ahead. This week at COP, did we enjoy Pastor Dag Heward Mills with us for Bring Them In Weekend? It was an exciting weekend in so many ways, especially in seeing 1,778 people saved. We as pastors are hearing all about the testimonies, and we wanted to share some of them with you. Let's start off with the amazing story of Hannah Sanchez. Hannah is a 17-year-old swimmer and an usher at COP Maine. But Hannah is no ordinary swimmer. She's competing for the Philippines and she is winning races. On the Sunday Pastor Dag was here, she was literally in the sea. Hannah competes in open sea races at times with waves three meters high. On Sunday, October 16, Hannah became the first and youngest female to complete the 10K open sea race. She was first. That's an amazing story already, right? Something we give all the glory to God for, something we as her COP family rejoice over. We want to see her winning a medal in the SEA Games and even the Olympics someday in the future. But there's more to the story. The week before she won the 10K race, Hannah was in the doctor's office hearing news no one wants to hear. The doctor said her shoulder was damaged and needed surgery. She had been having intense pain just trying to finish even a 3K. The family asked if the surgery could be postponed because she had this important 10K race coming up. So Hannah went off to the islands where the race would be held and mom, Lynn Sanchez, attended the morning service where Pastor Dag was preaching. He said, put your hand where it hurts and let's pray. He also reminded us of the centurion who said to Jesus, Lord, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. At that moment, Mom Lynn reached out in faith for her daughter and said, Lord, just speak the word and my daughter will be healed. With that, Hannah swam the entire 10K without a single pain. Not only that, after finishing first, she came back to Manila and they saw her doctor again. He performed another ultrasound and labs and in total amazement told the family, Hannah no longer needs surgery. Her shoulder is completely healed. Next, let's meet Sister Vanji, who was diagnosed with a hole in her lungs last August. After attending Bring the Men weekend, she went back for lab work on Monday, October 17. The good news came back. The hole has now closed. By the way, Sister Vanji was water baptized just last Sunday. Roel, a casual attender at COP services, has been suffering from chronic kidney and liver disease. The doctor said it was not an ordinary disease and in the advanced stage, organ failure was already underway. The doctor gave no hope of ever recovering. After attending the service with Pastor Dag, he was so sure he was healed, so he went back to his doctor for checkup. 
The doctor said Roel is completely healed with no mark of the disease on his organs. He gave him a certification right then and there that he is fit to work. Roel has now made a commitment to serve the Lord and be faithful in God's house. Philippa was invited by her neighbor and came using the cane she needs in order to walk. During the service, she already knew in her body something was happening to her. She answered the altar call and gave her life to Jesus. Luz came to church with blurry vision and left seeing clearly. She praises God she can now see the faces of her family. New believer Nanay Clarita, the invite of one of our Luke's call, was instantly healed of stage 3 breast cancer. Marissa Viola was healed of super high levels of uric acid that gave her pain and difficulty urinating. Amy from the La Union Missions Go Group was healed of a painful UTI while watching the Saturday service online. You know COP, the online services are still online and available if you want to watch them yourself or recommend them to a loved one. Meet little Jaira. He just turned three years old. Jaira is the little brother of one of our North Kids Choir members. Jaira has never been able to speak or communicate. Even with therapy, there was minimal improvement. Then, after they attended the service with Pastor Dag, he went back to his therapist as usual. The therapist called the mom in, in total surprise. Jaira was able to engage 100%. He had huge improvement in eye contact, was able to respond yes or no without being prompted, and was even able to identify colors and animals. Even as our pastors have visited the family this week, Jaira is responding like a perfectly normal three-year-old. Beth is praising God for no trace of cancer in her lab results. On Pastor Dag's last visit, he said, Someone with cancer is being healed, and this person will not die. God is healing cancer. You are supposed to die this year, but you are not going to die this year. Beth, who had breast cancer, believed it was for her, and she received it. She's had medical treatment and lots of prayer from churchmates. Now look what God has done. A 100% clean bill of health. Gigi attended Sunday morning with a lot of pain in her upper leg. She had been suffering for a month already. When she woke up on Monday morning, she was surprised to see she could easily stand up and walk. She was wondering, where's the pain? Oh, we love that COP. Where's the pain? What a great question. The pain is gone. We've seen stiff necks healed, back pain healed, cough and colds healed. Nothing is too great or too small for our mighty healer to touch. COP, these are our family members, our loved ones. We know them, we live with them, and we rejoice with them. It has been another great week at COP. I need to say anything else but um, the Bible says in John 12 26 if any man save me let him follow me and where I am my servant will also be and then he says if any man save me him will my father honor and I think you know last week we had honor your prophet and it was a blessed time I really enjoyed last week's Sunday service I felt it was such a blessed atmosphere 
But I think, like this scripture says, perhaps the Lord has honored our prophet more than we ever could and um, has honored him with his presence, being with him in so many different parts of the world. And it's beautiful to see what happens when God himself, you know, Jesus said in John 5, 44, that there is an honor that only comes from God, which no one can give you. And I believe that seeing these miracles and the wonderful things that God is doing, it shows the honor that only God can give a person. And I see it resting on the life of our prophet and on our pastor. And, you know, in the book, um, The Anointed and His Anointing, prophet says that a prophet is an agent. He's a doorway. He, he writes that he's an agent for a number of things. But I believe those of us here at the First Love Church need to remind ourselves that the agent that God has, you know, if you've ever looked for land before, your agent is the one who will get you the land. And the agent for your prosperity, for your healing, for your blessing, for God's hand in your life is the prophet and the servant that he sends to you. And he that has, anyone who will do well in life recognizes, the word is recognized, you may be with somebody but not recognize what you are dealing with. And so today as prophet comes up on stage, I want you to expect to hear from the Lord. I want you to expect your miracle. You know, uh, Sister Bev, the lady who was speaking, she has a way of making things sound just happy and normal. Cancer is gone. Clean state. These are not normal. These are not normal things. But I believe that you also have a miracle that God is about to unveil in your life. I believe that God this afternoon is about to speak to you. I know you've come to church many times before, but once again, God has something special for you. And I don't know what you are believing God for. I don't know what you came to church expecting, what you came to church needing. But I tell you, God is going to touch you through his prophet. God is going to speak to you through his servant. God is going to send something your way. It's worth coming into the house of God. And so right as we bring our prophet up, I want us to sing in faith, I expect a miracle. You know, you can come to church for a while and stop expecting God to touch you. You can come to church for a while and stop expecting God to speak to you. But tonight, as our prophet, our, our man of God climbs the stage, I want you to expect, expect. To expect is even a little different from believing. To expect is to know that something is going to happen. To know that God has something for you. Are you ready to join me in faith as we sing? I expect a miracle today. Come on, let's sing it. Nothing is impossible. Come on, lift your hands. Let's worship the Lord. Let's believe Him to speak to us and to touch us.
presence. That's what I need. Everywhere that I go.
Kemudian Today I want to continue to share with you a little bit about the heart. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Another version says, guard your affections for they influence everything else in your life. Amen. So, it's very important that your heart is right. And your heart is where a very important part of your life and The thing about your heart, the scary thing about your heart is that something may be in your heart, but it hasn't come out. And when it comes out, eventually, you may surprise yourself and surprise the world and surprise everyone who is connected to you because you finally, finally behaved how you are really in your heart. You finally manifested yourself. Are you listening to me? All right. Help me so that I don't have to shout. I don't want to shout. Amen. So your heart, all right, is like um, the resting part of your mind or the deep part of your mind because When you listen to the admonitions in the word of God about your heart, you realize that uh, it's talking to something that sounds almost like it's talking to the mind of a person. All right? If it says keep your heart with diligence, it's like almost like telling keep your mind. Even though it's saying keep your heart. It's trying to say keep your mind. But it's like he he uses the word heart rather than the word mind. Are you with me? But if you look at, let's say, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, it says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. And then verse 10, it says what the heart does. With the heart you believe. But we all know that believing is related to your mind, isn't it? How you think and understand. If somebody says, Father Christmas is going to come and give you presents on the 25th of December, you may not believe it because of your understanding, your age, and I mean, how you think. Oh, it's not true. But a child who doesn't know so many things are not true may believe that if there is something like Father Christmas who's going to come and distribute gifts. Okay? So it depends. So your heart and your belief is based on your thinking and your mind. So whenever we're talking about the heart, we are really talking about what you think. Do you see? 
Now, what you think actively becomes what you think passively or unconsciously. When you think something actively for some time, after a while, it moves down into your heart and then you start thinking that thing unconsciously. Like, for instance, if you say, God is my father, God is my father, God is my father. At a point, you don't think that God is your father. Or you start, I believe I'm saved, I believe I'm born again, I believe I'm born again. But after some time, you don't think, am I born again or am I not born again? It has moved from your active mind to an unconscious place. That's your heart. Where it's now, your heart believes it. So that's why, even though you are sitting here, somebody asks, are you going to heaven? So yeah, I'm going to heaven. Why are you going to heaven? I believe I'm saved. How do you know you are saved? Are you sure you are saved? Because I stopped not being sure that I'm saved some time ago. And that was when the believing moved from your mind to the unconscious part of you, of the heart. That's the heart. So when we are talking about the heart, we are talking about believing something so much with your mind that it moves and it stays so much in you that it moves below. That's why you should even be careful when you start joking about certain things. If you joke, so oh, me, I'm a strange woman. And that's a joke. Okay, that's a joke. No, you don't mean it. You're just, you're just joking. You're just saying, oh, me, I'm a strange woman. You know, then another time again, you say, ah, we're strange women. You know, that is how sometimes we behave. You see, you've, you've joked again the second time. You know, then another time, you say, oh, yeah, me, I'll do the uh, strange woman part of the whatever, because strange, I mean, I, I may understand strange woman. Do you see? Oh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can be Sheila. But that girl, we have to pray for her, I tell you. Immediately after church, come for prayers. <laughs> you get it? So gradually, you may be joking. And uh, until one day you see that you mean it when you say, oh, yeah, me, uh, I'm a strange woman. Then somebody may come to you and then you behave a strange woman. Then another one will come. Then the strange woman happens. And then after some time, you believe in your heart that you are a strange woman. Do you see? And then you now live the full manifestation of a strange woman. Are you with me? So when we are talking about your heart, it's almost like we are talking about your mind, but we are talking about the deeper part of your mind. So if, if, you, if you say... Uh, you know, the Bible says money answers all things. Then you say, also, me, I need money. M- money, I need money. Because money answers all things. It's nice. We all need money, and money answers all things. But as you keep on saying it, as for me, I believe money answers all things. As for me, I believe money answers You'll be surprised that you change and you become a money-grabbing, money-manifesting covetous money man and I've seen it in the ministry you see where you toy with certain things until they become real and you'll be surprised that is why honestly all those of us who are jokers joking about many serious things you have to be careful about whether the jokes do not translate or transcend into real things. Oh, yes. 
maybe your husband will come and uh, you, are, you are watching television and then uh, some girl comes on the television saying something and you say, hey, he's like your, uh, that's your former uh, girl, like he's one of your jokes. Hey, she looks like uh, one, this one of your, have I, yeah, you like such, you, you, are, you, are you not liking such people? Like, then he gets angry, so I was joking. So I was joking, and you keep joking, and you keep joking. Then, then at a point, you are, that is what you are saying. And that is from your heart. It's no more a joke. Ah, this one who is reading the news. You are feeling something, eh? I think I'll stop because it has become too much. Let's end the jokes. Amen. So be careful, those of us who are joke specialists. You'll be surprised that something is in your heart. All right? Yeah. You know, you, 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 you want to know how to tell what is in somebody's heart. You see, when you are a pastor, people see you, they come to you and say, Bishop, can I see you, please? Yes, you can see me. What is it? I had a dream. Yes, in the dream I saw Philippians chapter 2. Wow. And the person will share Philippians with other Revelations from Deuteronomy. You get it. Now, when the person sees her other friends, she'll start chatting about her hair and about this and about this boy and about that or whatever. That's the real heart of the The dream you've come to tell me, you've analyzed me that this man is only spiritual discussions we can have with him. So let us share a vision or a dream with him and then, because these are the only thing that he understands. Yes, he likes Philippians. So we share Philippians. But what is your real heart? Is what you are talking about casually, naturally. That is your real heart. That is why what you are saying at a meeting, they say, may not be whatever, you know, but you be careful in our meetings, our church meetings, you'll be found out just now when you start talking, your heart will come out, even if it's not coming out and it pops up small like this it will be gripped (laughs) ask your neighbor, what is in your heart? all of you on Facebook, what is in your heart? Facebook members and YouTube members you are all welcome Put aside your lunch and put aside your soup and let's concentrate on church for a short while. Amen. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe, like, call your neighbor, tell them we are live. Share. Share it. Share. That's what they say I should tell you. Share. All right. 
So today, just um, want to understand the heart and see what type of heart you have. So I, I, I'm just wondering um, how you are even going to do this. But these are the kind of hearts that you must have. Amen. Number one, how many want to have the right heart? I'm going to share with you these different kinds of hearts. Just a short message today to encourage you to uh, flow with your heart. God is giving you a good heart. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Your heart is very important. Number one, a willing heart. Amen. Develop a willing heart. Exodus 25 and verse 2. Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me offerings of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Amen. Willingly. So, develop willingness, eagerness to do. Right? You have to be willing. And when you are talking to somebody who is willing, it's far more exciting and far more wonderful. Amen. That's why the Bible says God works in us to will. It's, it's like at the back of your mind you are willing. Amen. And uh, this willingness is found in younger people, usually. But I can tell you, many people in the First Love Church are getting older than they used to be. And as you get older, your willingness drops. Yes, you, don't, you, you find that you are, not, you are less willing. People that have been married for some time, after some time, you find out that the spouse becomes less willing. It means that the mind is less willing and it has gone deep to the point where you don't even think whether I'm born again or not in the same way. You don't even think whether I am willing or not. You are just not willing. Unconsciously, I am unwilling. She's changed or he's changed. And I'll say more of she's changed because it's more difficult for a woman to marry. You know, if you go to this model marriage book and read the duties of a wife, it's not a small thing. The duties of the wife are more than the duties of the husband. And she has to change so many things in her life. It's not easy to be willing. Oh, yes. So may your heart be willing. And the Bible says that they, Exodus 25 and verse 2, he giveth it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. Oh, yes. I was one day at a program, a lot of rich people 
It was a small program, but everybody there was a rich. It wasn't really a church program. And they were doing fundraising from unwilling people. Nobody minded. You know, the person who was doing the fundraising there, I wanted to warn him before, but he wasn't in our church, so I just, I just decided to wait and just look at him. I mean, he almost ran away from the place. And all the rich people, they were all looking at him. Nobody gave anything. Oh. Hey, mobile. How many want to marry a willing person? Ah. Lay your hand. Your heart is being made willing. Willing, willing, willing. Yes. Are you ready to go to the ends of the world? Yes. Willing. Yes. Willingly. Amen. Number two, a stirred heart. The Bible says in Exodus 35 and verse 21, everyone whose heart stirred him up. The heart was stirred up. You are stirred up in your heart. There are times that people ask me, so Bishop, why have you been able to maintain your zeal or your desire the reason is because it's not my mind which was stirred up to serve the Lord it's my heart which was stirred up when your heart is the one that is stirred up it's not going to go out of your mind you know I'll tell you something if you want to know when God has spoken to you one of the things is when you leave it Derek Prince said if the if it's the Holy Spirit who is spoken to you you, you just he keeps coming because the Bible says that the spirit is crying in your heart, Abba Father. So there's the same cry is going on and you keep hearing the same thing. So these kind of people who come up suddenly one day, ah, the Lord said this, the Lord said this, the Lord said this. It's not deep in the heart. Sometimes before we say certain things, you have to check it deep in your heart. Yeah. Because otherwise, every other day we just come and say, ah, you, the Lord told me yesterday, I feel a conviction that you shouldn't be with me again. I mean, how many would like for your, 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 your leader to get up every other day he has a new conviction? As you are sitting down stable, then suddenly there's a new revelation. God says this, God says this, God says this. So take your time. So I, I want to go to the ends of the world. I'll go here. I'll do this. I'll do that. Is it God who has stirred? And has you been stirred in your heart? Or you're just stirred in your mind? Because you can be convinced in your mind. But if you are convinced in your heart, you are stirred up in your heart, those things don't go away. Those things don't go away. That's one of the ways to know when God has spoken to you. Ah, oh, just leave it. Just leave it for some time. You'll see it doesn't go away because the spirit has stirred your heart with the heart, man believer. But you could have believed with your mind. It will not be the same. So number one is a willing heart and then number two is what? A stirred heart. Beautiful. The third type of heart in other words, it's the third type of a mind. The third way your mind works. Yes, your unconscious mind. 
your deep mind. The third type of heart you must have is a soft heart. Job 23 and verse 16. For God maketh my heart soft. God does what? Maketh my heart soft. And the almighty troubleth me. Amen. A soft heart. You know? Oh, how attractive it is to meet somebody with a soft heart. A soft heart means the mind is not hard. One day I met a lady. She was sitting here. I was sitting here. I was saying, you have to go where your husband is. She said to me, I am fiercely independent. I am what? Fiercely independent. Immediately I was not attracted to her. Why, why are you attracted to that person? Is it, is it not scary? I am fiercely independent. Hey! If you like, try and be like those fiercely independent person. You need to get a bed that is very big so that she can have her independence on one side and you also have your independence on one side. Fiercely independent. So, number three, you must have a soft heart. Oh, yes. But you see, the danger is that as time goes by, the soft heart becomes a hardened heart. So let your heart be soft and tender. Amen. Soft heart. So, uh, so, something soft means that when you touch it, it goes in. When it's hard, it says, in medicine, we are taught the difference between soft, firm, and hard. Soft is like your cheek. Firm is like your nose. Hard is like your forehead. Touch your cheek and see. You see, it goes in. That's soft. Touch your, the tip of your nose. That's firm. And then this one, hard. Uh-huh. Now, ca- cancer is hard. If you, if you t- examine somebody and you touch, it's like this, that's cancer, usually. When you touch like this firm, it's, it's something, you're not so sure. And this one is usually nothing. See? So, when you are a sister and you are now, you have moved from soft to firm. And then the firm is moving to hard. God, this one doesn't go, it doesn't go in at all. Hey! Are you here or you are leaving? Number four, a communing heart. Stand in awe and sin not. Psalm 4 and verse 4. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Commune with your own heart. Amen. A commune, commune means, is the word you get, communicate. A heart that communicates with God and thinks deep thoughts of God. That is why it's melancholics who often become missionaries. 
melancholics. They a melancholic person, melancholy person, deeply thinks about things, deeply thinks about the word of God, deeply thinks about the service to God, and the messages and the word of God, it, it's deep in the person. You roll it over. I want to love God, I want to serve God. They may not even be good pastors, but deeply they commune in their hearts. Because there is that melancholic turning things around in their heart, thinking about the realities of heaven, hell, and all these things. It's, it's, it, 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 they, they commune with God. They don't just hear a message and it goes away. You, you must be somebody who thinks deeply. Think deeply. A fool doesn't think deeply. A fool just does something, just passes over. They warn you, be careful. This thing is dangerous. Oh, it will not happen to me. So you, you, you must have be someone who's thinking deeply. And that's a, it's a type of heart. It's a standing up and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Think not just surface thoughts, but in the heart. Commune with your, like the thinking must go into the, the, that, that is why God expects you to take time. You know, in um, one of these ancient books, it describes the creation in, hello, 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 in a little more detail. And they describe the angels that are created. And how they were created on the first day. Created. Go to Genesis. What is one, two? One, two. Then God created heaven and earth. Yes. Heaven and earth. So when God made heaven and all the things that are in heaven, they were all made. But one of the things that were made were angels. Because angels were there before we, we came on the scene. Now, there are angels, different types of angels. When you read the Bible, you see. But I noticed two types of angels in that book. Angels of his presence. And the other was angels of sanctification. Yes. And it's true, huh? Angels of his presence. Angels that come when the presence is, when God's presence is there, there will be some angels there. And it's true. You, when you see Ezekiel, where the God is, or even the book of Revelation, where the throne is, you see some angels there. So there are angels where the presence of God is. All right? Give me volume so I don't shout, please. And then, holy, holy, holy. Remember that. Holy angels of sanctification that come when the greatness and the specialness of God is real. Now, you may wonder what is the use of that. But you see, as I read on, then he said, and the Lord God created after six days, the seventh day he rested, the Sabbath. And then he said, and then he said that the Lord kept the Sabbath and there was a mystery connecting the Sabbath 
with the angels of his presence and the angels of sanctification. Yes. Because you see, the Sabbath is the time that you rest and the time that you take apart from God. For God. Time, perhaps the most important commandment to the Israelites was the Sabbath. And when it comes to time, you'll be surprised. When it comes to money, I learned that from Derek Prince, God asked you for only 10%, one-tenth. But when it came to time, he asked you for one-seventh. Yes. When it came to money, he asked you for 10%, one over 10. But when it came to time, he said one out of seven is for me. And you see, that is how come you find that people who take time off to rest or to wait on God have these two angels, the angels of his presence and the angels of sanctification, specialness. It comes from that because it's a special thing to God. Most people don't wait on God. Most, most, 99%. Even pastors. But no, it's on God now. Yeah. Many, many, many are just rolling along with the boat as the boat is flowing. But they're actually waiting on God. <laughs> Not so common. You want to have his presence and enjoy his presence? You know, you're, you're going to learn how to wait on him and to commune with him. So that you commune with him even from your heart. And you learn to communicate with God deeply, deeply, deeply. So my prayer for you today is that you will develop, which type of heart are we on actually? Communing heart. Yes. Yeah. If you don't commune, you don't have time. You never know. The reprint says that he hears from God when he's relaxed. And it's true. When you are tense, your mind doesn't work. You know, some of you may not know, but I have meetings with medical students, especially when they're going to write exams. I, I remember so many things from school. But when I was in school, writing exams, I couldn't remember things. Because the tension was too much. I remember a particular exam. I think it was uh, microbiology or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But they asked me a question. I said, I don't know. I don't know what. I said, sir, please, I don't know. And they were all looking at me, the panel. And they continued to ask me that same question. And I said, please, I don't know what you are saying. And then at the point, they said, well, you have written a very beautiful essay on this topic just this week. And this is the essay in front of us here. We are just asking you about it. You say you don't know anything about what you have written. Uh, no, it's not, it's not what somebody told me. I experienced it. So the more tense you are, the mind doesn't even work. That's why you are not supposed to take decisions when you are tense. You are not supposed to take decisions when you are emotionally disturbed. You are not supposed to take decisions under pressure. You are making often a mistake. Only a small percentage of your mind is working. 
Yes. And that's why when you rest in the Lord, you see that God will speak to you, especially if you can become relaxed. And when you learn to wait on God, you'll find that it takes a number of days to even calm down. I often tell some of the people that are working on me, calm down, just rest, so that God will also speak to you. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm talking to myself or maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying too many things to the wrong group. Number five, a heart of wax. Psalm 22, verse 14. It says, I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Wow. Melted. Wow. A melted heart. Amen. I wish your beloved's heart will be melted for you. How many of you want to be able to melt the heart? The, what the heart has become like water. It's just flowing. One of the painful things is to be married to somebody without feelings. No amount of warmth or heat can melt it. It is just there like that. Solid wax. Hard. Many people have hearts, don't have wax hearts. Yes. You are unlovable. The Bible says, without natural affection. Yes, without natural affection. In the last days, there are going to be people who cannot be melted. Somebody looks at you and says, I love you. You just start laughing. (laughs) You just start laughing. You just start laughing. It's funny to you. (laughs) I love you. I need you. Then you just say, it's nice. I've heard it. What a blessing. So what a blessing. It's an honor. I've heard. What are all these? I want to give another prophetic warning to brothers. Any brother who is trying to get somebody and you realize that their heart is like a stone. No amount of pressure can melt the heart. You can soften the heart. Eh? You know there are some candles which never change. You put a fire in it, it will be there. (laughs) It's glass. It's a glass candle. 
I'm telling you that in the future, you see that you have been married to an iron lady. As the nearest sister, are you a future iron lady? Steel, woman of steel. Cannot be melted. As the nearest sister, are you such that you cannot be melted? You know, I know that some people would listen. Oh, some people would think that what I'm saying is, you know, it's not necessary. But I'll tell you, all the songs in the world are about love. Songs are about love. Every like in all these artists, they, every song is about love. When you come to church, all the counseling is about marriage and relationships. These are our life and these are our problems in search of love, in search of wax hearts which can melt. May your heart be like wax. Amen. And may God be able to reach your heart also. Number six is a burning heart. Hmm. A burning heart is a heart with strong emotions. Strong emotions. My heart is on fire. I feel my heart is burning. In Luke 24, it says in around verse 30 somewhere, it says, and their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. Hey! And they said one to another, did our heart, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us and while he opened to us the scriptures? Your heart must come alive. Your heart must come alive and start burning within you. Burning fire. When God is speaking his word to you, your heart must come alive. This morning I was preaching at the Flow Church. You know I have two churches. I have the first love church and I also have Flow Church. I'm going to start a third one. I'll tell you soon, you can join if you want. Oh, yes. And I was preaching to the Flow Church this morning, and I was telling them something, something so exciting to me. But they were looking at me. I was wondering that these people are their hearts burning. Because what I was saying was exciting me. You know, I was talking about how Paul. Uh, uh, what's his name? Philip. Philip was in uh, Jerusalem. And there was a crisis in Jerusalem. And the crisis pushed him out. And the Bible says he went down to Samaria and preached Christ. And he became a famous evangelist. And you see, as I was preaching, I was, I was explaining that no one 
who is a Christian can say that all your direction has come from you went to pray and God spoke to you. More than half of your direction, like God guiding, will be through crisis. Yes, he'll be staring up the net. He said, This is how God leads. More than half of your direction in God, at least from my experience, will come from problems and crises which God uses to lead you on and stir you on into his will. Oh, yes. The doors may be closed in Jerusalem, but I see a door swinging open in Samaria. Oh, yes. Yes. There may be a crisis in Jerusalem, but it's leading you to your, your most famous part of your ministry in Samaria. Oh, yes. And you see, my heart was burning within me as I was saying these words. But I was looking at the few people that were in the studio. I, I don't know whether their, their membership, I don't know whether the flow members were burning. But the YouTube members were on fire. And the Facebook members were on fire. And the Twitter members were on fire. Hallelujah. Receive a burning heart from the Lord. Amen. All right. The next one is an open heart. Mm. Acts chapter 16, verse 14. An open heart. It says, and a certain woman named Lydia. I don't know why I don't meet many Lydias. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us. Whose heart the Lord opened. Wow. That she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. May your heart be opened. And may you be able to attend to the preaching. It's only with an open heart that you can attend to certain things that have been said and that have been said. If your heart is not open, you cannot. And I can tell you. I can tell you that I feel the openness of people's hearts when I'm talking. You know, when I first came to the First Love Church at Legon, initially, I just came and then I started preaching. Then at that time, they used to, I, think, I don't know whether there was podcast then, but I think there was. It was a website, yeah. Then I met somebody from America and she said to me, we, we were listening to the message, but it's divided into two. I said, what do you mean by it's divided into two? So I said, oh, now it is so long that it's divided into two. I said, what do you mean by it's so long? He said, oh, it's at least two or three hours. I said, on Sunday, he said, yes. Because at the Kodesh, I was preaching 35 minutes. But when I came to the young people, their hearts were open. So I started to pour out more and more of my spiritual juices. The hearts were opened. The hearts were opened. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. May your heart be... I think those on that corner, their hearts, I don't know what's happening in that section there. Their hearts are not open. Oh, yes. May your heart be opened to be able to receive from the Lord. I pray that my heart will be open 
I pray that God will be able to speak straight into the depth of my heart and my heart to be open to God. My heart to be willing and soft and like wax before the Lord. Amen. Number eight. Oh, yes. An obedient heart. Romans chapter 6 verse 17. But God be thanked that you were the servant of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart. So an obedient heart. Because you see, you can obey with, uh, with just with the mind, but not from the heart. Yes. That is why whenever I'm having meetings, I ask people, what do you think? I don't just say what they should do. Many times I say, what do you think? Because I want to see that they also think so. When you also think so and you are obeying, you are obeying from the heart. I don't want to send you on a mission where you yourself in your heart don't want to be. So I want to send you where your heart, your heart and the word of God that is coming, is coming and your obedience will be from the heart. That's what we call the obeyed from the heart. Look at Romans 6 and verse 17. They have not, you have not obeyed, but you have obeyed from the heart. You have obeyed from the heart. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I see you obeying God from the bottom of your heart, Jesus. And number 10, or number 9, a steadfast heart. Hmm. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, steady in your heart, steady in your heart, steadfast heart. You know, anytime there's orangus, there are some people are stead- steadfast. You know, as for wolves, they will come. And wolves will try to take people from the church. Actually, some people only work by slander. They come with stories, horrible things, and say, 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 say. They don't talk about Jesus. They talk about somebody. Watch out if you ever meet anybody like, he doesn't talk about God or talk about Jesus. He's talking about somebody and bad things, bad things, bad things, bad things. And as he talks about bad things, he's trying to make you have a bad mind about that person so that you can join his side or join his church or join whatever he wants you to join. That's how they work. But we don't, our work is not to slander people. Our work is to preach about Jesus. Amen. But what I'm saying is that there are always people who are solid. You can't come near them with this nonsense. One day I met somebody who was listening to stories about people that are close to me. And the person said, oh, at least 10 people have come to tell me this. And I asked, I asked that, why haven't those 10 people come to ask me? Since the person 
is rather close to me or works for me, why don't they come and ask me that question? Eh? Why do they choose you to ask you those questions? Because they can see that you are not steady. Yes. Because I'm the, I'm the, I'm the most important person to ask, the right person to ask the question that is in your head. <laughs> if you have a problem with anybody that is close to me or that works for me or is around or any pastor or anything, ask me. If you know that the person, why don't you ask me? But how come more than 10 people can come and ask you questions? I'm asking you, how come? How come they can contact you? Because your, your heart is not steady. They find you wavy. And they know that you are the type who even as they keep prodding and asking and moving, they can maybe even move your heart. Why don't they ask me? Sometimes I wonder, I look and I say that not even one person has bothered to ask me even one question about all the stories that you are here. I don't know why they don't ask me. Well, ask me. I'm here. Am I not a human being? Ask me too. <laughs> ask me. Why don't you ask? And, and, and people that are steadfast, they don't ask them. They ask people who they look at. You are part of the rumor mongering uh, group around. And who is actually open and even maybe himself seeking to hear stories and, 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 and rumors. Ask the person directly in English. That's why I can have a camp and sit in front of camp and say, ask me any question about anything about anybody. I'm here to answer your questions. For three days, ask me anything, I'll answer. I've done it many times. Why don't you ask? Because you know who is a steadfast heart. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, I want to ask you, Try, if, as we are even talking about loyalty, faithfulness, you must learn to develop a steadfast heart. You know, one day I was somewhere, I was having a breakfast in a hotel. And I had some pastors. And I called some of them, sit, 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 sit near me. I want to talk as we are eating. Then as we are talking, I said to one of the brothers, I said, you, I will not leave this country in your church but I'll leave it with this person. He said, because this person, there's nothing I can do to him that can destabilize him. It's too stable. But you, I can't say that. Nothing bad had happened. No. But within two years, that person became an orangu. Yes. Prophetic. Yes. Do you have a steadfast heart? Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart. Steadfast. Steadfast. Steadfast means the ability to stay on course. And the ability to come back on course even if you've gone off. It's solid. Yes. Yes. So you have to ask yourself, what type of person are you? And what type of heart? You see, Heart means, if you like, to simplify it, it means your mind. Uh, your deep mind. People can even sense your deep mind. Oh, yes. One time I went to a certain country and I met some missionaries and I realized that their hearts have been affected by 
slanderous. The heart has been affected. Never be on a mission. Never be on a mission without a steady heart. Don't belong here. That's why I encourage people. You don't believe. Go to a place you believe. Oh, I remember many years ago, our church wasn't very big. Eh? My, my church office was my doctor's flat. Our church was a small, very small church without even one branch. Maybe maximum members 80, 70, 60. But there was a sister in the church. I could see her heart was weak because somebody had told her that I was not really called. She said I was not what? Because my members were what? How many? 50, 60 members. I was a young man in my 20s. You get it? I had no support. No one liked me. No one loved me much. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, but you like me, Lord. But the Lord liked me. And he chose me. But as I was preaching, I could see her. The members were not many. Maybe just three or four rows here. I could see her. Somebody had spoken to her. And had spoken to some others. I could see that in her mind she was not sure of me. So I called her. Her name starts with one of the alphabets. I said, Sister so so see me. After, please. Then when she saw, I said, no, come, come to my office. Uh, I showed her where to come. She came. And I had a desk. I said, sit here. And I sat behind the desk. I counseled her. And I prayed. I said, let us pray. When I prayed, I bowed down my head. But I kept the small part of my eye open. And I was looking at her. And can you believe all the time I have closed my eyes and bowed She never closed her eyes. She was looking at me. It's like, look at him. Father, in the name of Jesus. She was just looking at me. When I finished, I said, do you believe in my prayers? She was looking at me. She was quiet. She said, no. I said, you know what? I'm going to show you a good church to go to. And I gave her, I won't tell you the name of the church I gave her, but I gave her a good church. I said, don't come to this church again. Go here. Where your heart will be said, when you look at me, I look like, I don't know what I look like to you. I don't look like anything that is going to happen, anything good, whatever. Don't follow, don't come here again. You need a steadfast heart. Those of you who are half and half committed, you are not helping yourself. You are not helping, especially if you are a traitor. A treacherous person that they trust you, but actually you shouldn't be trusted. Oh, that's, that's the worst. That one I will tell you on my knees. Better go somewhere else. Because to be a traitor or to be a treacherous person, I mean, it would be better that you are not born. You've been in a relationship. You've broken up. You've come back together. You've broken up. You've come back together. And you have still decided to go ahead. Ah, are you not afraid of what you are about to enter? Eh? Your heart is not steady. 
Today you like, tomorrow you don't like. Today you like, tomorrow you don't like. Today you like, tomorrow you don't like. Have a steady heart. From the time I proposed to my beloved up till today, 26 August 1985. Yes. I'm on it. Yes. Your heart must be steady and it must not be from your mind. It's not a, it's not a mental relationship. It's from the heart. It's like when I say mental, it's your mind, but deep, deeper in your mind, you have to think about it. You can't just see you are praising God. You see a lady, how love you lost. You are a fool, I tell you. It's not, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. You have to take your time and believe in your heart before you even make suggestions. Because you go and suggest to somebody has a, maybe she has a tender heart. She's not used to this. I love you. I don't love you. I love you. I don't. Why you spoil the girl? Now she when somebody else comes and say I love you, say hey, I've heard all this type of rubbish, whatever before. Amen. Every heart I've described. There is an opposite. But the worst of all is a hardened heart. A stony heart. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh. And I will give them a heart of flesh. That means a soft heart. Don't let your heart be hardened. But let your heart be soft in the Lord. And God himself is going to bless you. Amen. Let us go through the hearts. What are the hearts you have? Number one. Ah. Beautiful. Number one is what? Check your neighbor. Neighbor. Willing or not willing? Are they flowing? These are flowing hearts. Amen. No, these are the... Right on the flowing heart. These are flowing hearts. Flowing hearts. These are the type of hearts we want. Marry this person. I'm giving you recommendation. Marry this person who has these nine hearts. I'm recommending the person to you. Now, so do you see why sometimes when you bring your beloved, Daddy, I want to show you my beloved. What can I say? I can only say, Oh, it's working or it's powerful. I, I, I don't know because all these hearts, how can I see the heart of the person? It takes a while. Everybody say willing heart. What the second type of heart? Stirred heart. Amen. Don't just be stirred in your mind, in your thinking. You know, I'm stirred up for the ministry to preach the gospel. You've not been able to take it out of me all these years. All my disappointment, all my failures, all my problems. It has not been able to, my heart is still stirred up. Number three. Soft heart. Oh, I want to pray for sisters to have soft hearts. Hey. You know, I have many ladies who work for me. Hey, they are strong. That's why I have them, because they are powerful. They are strong, very strong. Very strong. 
I hope they are soft to their husbands. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a husband, so I need the strength. They should be strong. But if I was a husband, I don't need strong. I need soft. You can't take your hardness to the house. When you get home, you have to turn into wax. I think I'm confusing some people. My messages are confusing. Stared heart. How many want to marry somebody with a stared heart? Can you imagine you come home and they don't even get up to meet you? The staring has passed a long time ago. The staring has become baked. The next one. What's the next type of heart? Hearts on the screen, please. Hearts on the screen. Where's the screen, man? Please put it on the screen. A soft heart. Number four, develop what? A communing heart. Are you going to start thinking in your heart? Think, start thinking a bit more deeply. Yes, yes. One day a pastor had some beautiful ladies in his church. They were causing him temptations. Some of them used to sit in the front. I don't know what type of dress they wear. Then they sit in a particular way. And the brother told me, he came to see me. He said, Pastor, my, I am dying in my church. When I'm preaching, something is happening to me. So I said, see me. I'll tell you something. Do you want to know what I told him? Ah! I will not tell you what I told him. But I told him, I said, I'll tell you something. And that thing, you think about it. And all these things will end. So I called him, I told him. I met him a couple of years later. He said, hey, when he remembers what I told him, you can come and sit there and do, I don't know what style, they, I don't know what style they are doing. But I tell you, it doesn't work again. It doesn't work at all. How many want to know what I told him? I won't tell you. (laughs) So develop a communing heart. What's the next type of heart? A heart of wax. Ah. Melt me, Lord. How many would like to be proposing to a beautiful sister that she'll just look at you and say, my heart my, my heart is melting <laughs> would you like her to say my, my, my heart is melting my heart is melting I don't know what to do to myself my dear heart <laughs> oh how nice develop a melting wax heart in the name of Jesus heart of wax the next one is a burning heart Ah, did our heart not burn within us? I see your heart burning. Every 
every time you hear a message from God that burns your heart, you must know that my heart is burning. Oh yes, God is touching your heart and is causing a fire to be stirred up in your heart. A burning heart. And then number seven, what? An open heart. Hmm. A heart which is no more open. Ah! One day there was a couple and they were having marital problems. So I decided to call one of them. And I didn't call the other one. I said, come, I will talk with you. I will give you a key. Do you want to know the key that I gave? I will not tell you the key. But I said something and I said that the reason I've called you is because your heart is open, but his or her heart is not open. Yeah. Not everybody has an open heart to hear the advice. When you tell the truth, they are not ready. May your heart be, hey, may you not be the one that they will not call and say, oh, this one, her heart is not open. She cannot hear anything. When you say something, they will not listen. Mercy. The next heart, an obedient heart. Wow. Obedient. Always obeying. 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 And finally, a steadfast heart. Ah. Anybody who is a receptacle for stories and rumors is a sign of what? You're not steady. That is why they come to you. Yes. Why don't they come to other people? Why is it that they can't even dare to even ask? Why do they come to you? Because you are an open heart, not steady. And they feel that they can sway you. Every standing, please. Lift your hands. Father, take, take my heart. Take my heart, Lord. Take my heart. Let it be acceptable to you. Take my heart, Lord Jesus. I pray and I lift my hands to you. Let my heart come before you and be acceptable before you. Give me a willing heart. Give me a stared heart. Give me an open heart. Give me a soft heart. Give me a communing heart. Give me a heart of wax. Give me a burning heart. Give me an open heart. Give me an obedient heart. And give me a steadfast, steady, unchanging heart for you and for your work. Oh yes, we give you thanks, Lord. We lift up our hands. Amako balando shamanda la manda balabasubala. Mambo seitama barondele bendele bendele bendele. Mandolo makabaranali mashembele meke baranali ma. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you for your word, your spirit, your life that you are giving to us today and every day. Lead us, oh Lord. Help us, Jesus, to have a good heart, a good heart, 
a good heart a steady steadfast solid heart serving you all the days of our lives we are you laying your hands on your heart right now lay your hands on I'm praying for your heart the right heart out of the heart are the issues of life may the right heart be in every person that is standing in this place and everyone watching online may you have the right heart the right heart the right heart in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus at home wherever we are watching from may the right heart be delivered to everyone who is part of this service we give you thanks heavenly father and we give you praise in Jesus name and everyone said amen, amen. as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus you want to give your what your heart to Jesus Christ I want to pray specially with you right now pastor pray with me I want to give my heart to God not your mind your heart not just your thoughts but your heart the center of your being to God today if you are here like that pastor pray with me I want to give my heart to God then lift up your hand right now like this lift it, lift it like this and come to me in the front here God bless you come, come from everywhere come and I want to pray with you in the front here I want to give my life to God I want to give my life to Jesus I want to give my life to Jesus come right now come on come from wherever you are standing I want to give your life to Jesus take my life and let it be and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I give to Thee. To love You, Lord, is the great command. Lord, I want to love You more. Fall in love with You so deeply. right now say Jesus I open my heart and I receive you as my savior I give you my heart I give you my soul I give you my life take my life wash away my sins 
Wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Today, I pray. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all for coming. Next week, I want to see you here. All of you here. I want you to come. I'm, I'm call, what is today's date? Huh? 6th of November. You are called 6th of November Club. So next week, Sunday, I want all the 6th November Club. You come and see me specially. Will you come? Okay. 6th of November Club. So go this way with Follow Me Club to 6th of November Club. You are good. You are blessed. Amen. Clap for them as they go. Take your Holy Communion. Take your Holy Communion. Precious healing balm and miracle meal you can have. And the, the fact that it is a meal, you know, most medicines are actually just part of a meal. Like if you take vitamin C, it's actually part of oranges. So it's part of your orange meal that has been concentrated. Even chloroquine and quinine is part of some leaves that maybe you'd have used for contumbre or some other spices. You get what I'm saying? That has been concentrated. So a meal is like medicine. So for Jesus to take the bread and say, take it, this is my body, is to give you a supernatural meal for healing in your life. And that is exactly why the Bible calls it the cup of blessing which we bless. And the body of Christ. It is a great blessing to us. Amen. Father, we come before your body. Let us receive the greatest healing today from the body of Jesus Christ. Let miracles take place. Let health come into our lives. Let there be a change. Let there be mercy shown to many watching online and many that are part of this service today. Let great power be released into the lives of your people. The body of Jesus Christ. the blood 
May the blood of Jesus be ministered through this cup of wine. At this cup, may it be a cup of blessing. The cup of blessing which we bless. The cup of blessing which we bless. The cup of blessing which we bless. Lord, cleanse our heart of hardness, wickedness, sin, and evil. And let us flow deeply in your forgiveness, in your mercy, in your cleansing. The blood of Jesus, the Savior of the world. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. You are forgiven. You are cleansed. You are released from the curse through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, whatever is a curse that is working in your life, may the blood of Jesus rescue you from that curse. The blood of Jesus. everywhere may you be blessed of God I see somebody on a journey and the Lord is taking you on further I hear the word further on further on you will not stand still but you will progress on your journey to serve the Lord receive grace I see a traffic light somebody is at red perpetually it is red I command the traffic light to turn green in the realm of the spirit let me hear your loudest amen may every traffic light that has held you up and prevented you from continuing on your beautiful journey May it turn green today in the name of Jesus. Every sheep that is standing still, you are no more standing still in Jesus' name. Now, there are many curses that we enact and invoke on ourselves without realizing that we have invoked a curse. Put your hand on your head. Every curse you have brought upon yourself, by something you said something you did may the cup of blessing that you have received today neutralize the curse in your life in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest believing amen whatever curse you have brought upon yourself as a child as a grown up as a teenager as a worker, as a church member, as a human being, whatever has released a curse to boomerang and come back to you. In the name of Jesus today, I revoke and reject and bind every such malignant curse from coming upon you ever again in the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest amen. 
You cannot die prematurely. Can I hear your amen? You cannot die prematurely. I said you cannot die prematurely. You shall fulfill your ministry. Can I have an amen? You shall fulfill your ministry. You shall fulfill your ministry. Now, Satan has decided to stop you somewhere. But now I can see the word 10. It means you are going to live 10 years more. And you are going to live, go 10 miles more. And you are going to go 10 times more than Satan has intended in the name of Jesus. Release. Receive. Receive. I said receive. Oh, mashabola basandala. Ten times more. Receive it now. Ten miles more. Receive it now. Ten years more. Receive it now. Ten more blessings. Receive it now. Ten years more. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Blessings abundantly upon your life. Every roadblock is removed. Every traffic light is removed. Every roadblock is removed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are free to continue your journey. I said you are free to continue your journey. Shout your loudest amen. Now, whatever sin you have committed, a mistake, you have made I see a pool of the blood of Jesus is covering it and the power of your mistake I said the power of your mistake against you is overcome the power that that mistake has over your life and over your existence is broken in the name of Jesus of you know that mistakes have some power they have a power over your, 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 your existence and your life lift your hand, every power in any mistake you have executed, any mistake you have made, that follows you like a snake that is chasing something in the name of Jesus we break that power today right now let me hear your loudest amen let me hear your loudest amen the power of the mistake is broken in the name of Jesus. Now, I see a face. Do you know what face it is? It's the face of a mocker and a tormentor. Lift your hand like this. Every mocker, every tormentor, receive the blood of Jesus in your face right now. The mocking eyes go blind. The tormentor is cursed. In the name of Jesus, I release you from the mocker's eyes and scornful, wicked words. In the name of Jesus Christ, every mocker and all your tormentors cursed in the name of Jesus oh the Lord blesses you right now 
Now lift your two hands. May the Lord lift up his face upon you. I said, may the Lord lift up his face upon you and shine with his blessings upon your life. Ah, may you increase every day. May you go forward every day. May you be blessed every day. May good news follow you every single day of your life. In the name of Jesus. Now lift only your right hand. Whatever matter of concern, issue of concern in your life, any issue of concern in the day, I'm praying about it now. Every issue of concern that is like a big mountain in the realm of the spirit, I see the Lord has made it very small before you. In the name of Jesus, I command the mountains of concerns and problems and crises to dwindle and become nothing before you. They that were incensed against you shall be as nothing. They shall be as a thing of naught. They shall join the history books of how the Lord took you from victory to victory to victory to victory to victory to victory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every, every lady and also every man Put your hand on your stomach. Anyone who is desirous of a baby. Even 50 year old, I tell you. Put your hand. Father, thank you for your power. Oh yes, thank you for miracles. Thank you for answers. Thank you for blessings. Ah, thank you for answers. Thank you for blessings. Thank you for those out, out of our belly also shall flow rivers of living waters. Receive blessings from the Lord right now for your life. In Jesus' name, we pray. And right now, stretch your hands in front of you. Do you know what are these hands? These are the hands of builders. Receive grace to build upon your hands. Now I see oil being put on every hand here. You are declared a builder. You are a builder. A builder of things. A builder of houses. A builder of land. A builder of whatever God has anointed you to build. Receive power to build. Lift your building hands and thank God right now for building grace and building anointing and building power that has been released into your life right now. get ready to take one step forward are you ready to take one step forward are you ready to take one step forward take one step forward and move ah you just step out of your crisis you just step out of your trouble out of your crisis out of your problem out of your crisis in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest amen
lift your hand. We are, we are praying for your children. Whether they are born or not born. Whether they are born or not born. Lift your hand. Every child. Every child that the Lord has given to us shall not be a source of concern again. Shall not be a source of concern in Jesus' name. Lift your hand and thank God that it is done. It is done. None of your children shall be a source of concern or crisis in your life and your family ever again in the name of Jesus. children you save the children from mental problems from academic problems from relationship problems from sexual problems from marital crisis from curses from sickness from disease from bad news from tragedies in the name of Jesus we lift our hand and we say Lord let the blood of Jesus about all the children of all your people watching those who are part of this service let them be divine help and divine protection divine deliverance in the name of Jesus Savior of the world thank you and every child here I prophesy to you you will not be a source of concern to your mother or to your father ever again and if you have been a source of concern, I prophesy that from today, you'll be a source of good news, a source of happiness, a source of joy, a source of rejoicing for your mother and your father and your parents and your caretakers and guardians in the mighty name of Jesus. Anyone who doesn't have a car, put your hand on your legs. Father, these legs are tired of walking. In the name of Jesus, release cars to your children abundantly. Let them have cars abundantly in spite of the crisis in the nation. Release cars. Those that are watching, thank you that are believing our legs of walking to pastor up and down. In the name of Jesus, thank you for your permission. Clap for Jesus for giving you a car resting your legs today. Blessing you. In the name of Jesus. Ah. Lift up your passport. Lift your passport. I said lift your passport. I declare this passport has been to many nations. In the name of Jesus. I hear the word up and down, 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 up and down. Up and down. Presenting, you are, uh, you are presenting your passport to the nation, and 
driving license. Lift your driving license up. This driving license is a license to drive every type of car. Receive grace from God to drive every type of possible type of car that can be given. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. What is the use of a license without a car? I say, what is the use of a license without a car? certificate. Lift up your marriage certificate. This certificate is a certificate of a happy marriage. I see your certificate and I see the right names of the certificate. Your name and the other name is a very good name.
Mm. I forgot birth certificate. Your babies. Your babies, your birth certificate. Receive your birth certificate. Oh, yes. In Jesus' name. Sit down, please. It's time to give an offering. Take out your good offering for the Lord today. The prophecy you believe. Did you see that girl who swam 10 kilometers open sea race? I've, not, I've never heard of open sea race before. The first time I've heard of it. Open sea. Hmm. There is swimming and there is swimming. Some of you, even the baby's pool, you are not able to. You are not able to swim in a baby's pool, which is one foot high. There is somebody, I don't know whether you are having a honeymoon, but I see you in a pool drinking coke. You, you are in the pool, but you are drinking coke. The coke is outside the pool and you are drinking it. Receive it. And I can see a waiter bringing hamburger and chips to you in the pool. I don't know where it is. I don't know who it is. But I don't know what it is. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Sit down, sit down, sit down. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.